Before we get into today's episode of the You and Me podcast, we wanted to take a moment to introduce to you our newest podcast partner, The Budgie Smuggler. The Budgie Smuggler houses two incredible spaces in Victoria's East, The Budgie Smuggler and The Budgie Bar. Both venues pay homage to their unique approach that is The Budgie Smuggler. Curated wines and the highest quality food designed to enjoy while sipping away on their specialty cocktails. And it is these incredible cocktails that can now be purchased to enjoy at home. Their cocktails are hand poured and freshly bottled, each distinct flavour boasting their own unique combination. Made with quality ingredients and the highest attention to detail, they are ready for you right now out of the box. The Budgie Smuggler is offering our lovers a unique discount code upon purchase. Enter UME5, that is U me and the number five at the checkout to receive five percent off your online order terms and conditions apply enjoy responsibly Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real couples looking for real advice. This episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. On today's episode, we dissect what you really need versus what you may just want to include when talking about marquee weddings. Are they really more expensive to undertake? Do you really need heating? And what about clear roofs? Andy, hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What's going on? Oh, I was just trying to think about what has happened in my week to talk about. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. you know how just random shit consistently Mm. happens to Mm. me? (laughs) Mm. I, so we both live in Torquay and I was walking the other day to Torquay Merchant, like which is a clothing amazing store if anyone needs any homewares. And um, there was like this, you know, that secondhand shop next to it that has all the old caravans and stuff in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was literally like two guys going at it, like yelling. Like fighting? Behind a caravan because he'd obviously like brought a caravan or something and the guy wouldn't give him the money. I couldn't pick it up. Oh, but no. But you know when you get so like <laughs> basically like I thought they were going to punch on, I had to just stand there and wait because I thought I'm going to have to call the cops. So that happened in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I was like on my way to get sushi <laughs> for dinner mm-hmm. and I parked my car and this man was absolutely going off at his wife. Oh, great. Yeah, and he pushed her. <gasps> and I what? thought, I need to um, like call the police or something. He, I think he might have been like drunk. And they would have been like in their like late 60s, mid 60s. Oh, my 60s. God. And I thought, oh, my. And I just, you know, when you regret, I should have stepped in and said to her, are yeah. you okay? Yep, yep, but yep. You know how, yeah, like, but you also, don't, other people you also don't want to put yourself in a position where you could get hurt. I either know, sometimes but, like, it's I really, really tricky. Regret, I'm like, I should have been like, are you okay to the lady? Like, do you need me to call someone? <gasps> and I just didn't. You know when you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a bit not. nervous. But the, like people sitting in a restaurant in front, like no one was doing anything. Like he was just. Yeah. Do you know what? I was like, that How's shits this me twice in a day? about human nature. And it was so funny. I was actually in Audi car park the other day and there were, look, and it's not all men. And I hate that hashtag, but it's not all men. But there were people watching this woman and she would have been same similar kind of age struggling to get some fucking purchase that she made at Aldi. You know when you walk in there and walk out with a couch? Yeah. Okay, she bought like a couch and she couldn't get it into her car <laughs> and <bought> there <laughs> something massive and there were all these 
men. No one helped. Nobody fucking helped oh, her. Actually, and it pisses me off. So I was no, like that- stormed over there, greasing the men as I was. I'm like, can I give you a hand really loudly? Because I'm like, nobody nah. turned around. No, that actually happened to us the other day. We were Rude. at Swell in Janjak. And I, we brought, like, I went with a friend because regional is still, was still open. And so I went with a friend. We walked the prams. We parked at the front. And all of a sudden, you know, when you're in Torquay and just a massive rain cloud comes out of nowhere, this rain and we were getting saturated. Our like, we brought wedges, the wedges oh, were flying, no. the, um, the, all the <laughs> baby stuff was going everywhere. We had two dogs, elite, like we were trying to like clamber and like my friend's dog pulled her, the chair, like kind of ran off and pulled the chair. And there was like five older people just standing there watching us. Because uh, they just, wanted to also go inside, and they were just standing there waiting up for us to move out of like the walkway. I don't and know. like we're trying to like literally like rally up like this football team. Like we're just like grabbing things from left, right, and center. And not one person said, "Do you want me to like bring this inside?" Like we had orange juices, like everything. Like we're getting saturated. Not one person. Like I don't they were know just what's they just literally stood there and watched people. us. I and know. like my friend, she had a baby, and she's trying to pull up this chair that a dog pulled over, and like unhook the leash, and it was just like chaos. And not one person said. Hey, do you, can you like, do you need any help? I just like, don't understand what's wrong with people. I feel like, I feel like people are getting really selfish. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's just really rude. No, there's a lot of good in the world. There is so Actually, much good in the world. Um, but this also is a good like, thing. I followed a, a really good um, Instagram if you need an uplift called Upworthy. And they post like amazing things humans do. Um, yep. Like around the world or whatever. And there was a photo of like a washing machine that had like a, a thing over the top of it. And a guy had said, oh, he was at home and struggling with his babies. We had to buy a secondhand washing machine from this guy. And he was explaining it to the guy. And then um, the guy said, you know what? Like I'll knock it down to $400 like from yeah. six. Just take it. And so we got home and he opened the door of the washing machine. And his $400 was sitting in there. And the Aww. guy gave it to him for free. Yeah. See, there is good in the world. I have like a friend who pays for um, when he goes through Maccas, he'll pay for the people behind him. Yeah, I do that often. Do you? Yeah, always do coffees. Always, always. What five dollars? Like seriously, that is so So easy to do. I think I always do it. Always at my local cafe. Oh, how lovely! I think it's really good. Like, imagine turning up and it's like your coffee's free today. (gasps) You never know. That could like. Make well, someone's that, day. We went out for dinner one night. Oh, this is could have could have been like more of a thing, but a guy next to us paid for our dinner. Oh. My friends and I. And we're like, damn it, why didn't we order dessert and wine? And <laughs> where's you know, the he, lobster? He didn't, he didn't talk to us or ask for our numbers. He just paid. He just for paid it. for it. Yeah, there is good and in the was, world. It was literally like a five hundred dollar bill because we had like a boozy afternoon dinner. I'm like, God, we should order like so much dessert and stuff. He just said like, oh, it's all, I'll get, grab the girls next next to me and just paid. Anyway, I just think like the more nicer things you do, it just gets kind of spread around. Well, it's karma, right? Yeah. Like, it's kind of, like that's how the world works. If you're going to be a dick and not help people. Yeah. So anyway. <sighs> watch out. There might be another earthquake right where you yes, are. Yes. How wild is that? So for all our listeners, we're like, obviously you realize we're located in Victoria and Victoria at the moment is dealing with the most lockdown city in the world due to COVID. We are dealing with mass protests through the city from the CFMEU trades. And yesterday, good old mother nature decided to throw at us an almost six on the Richter scale freaking earthquake, Mm -hmm. an earthquake that could be felt in Sydney 
that could be felt all the way down to Hobart. Like that's wild. But I was talking to a girlfriend. I feel like that's our third thing that's like kind of (laughs) shitty at the moment. I feel like bad things come in three and we're done. Yeah, Yeah, we're done. That's it. Onwards and upwards for us. Oh, I saw a funny quote and it was like a picture of aliens and it said, um, (laughs) we're next. Fuck, I'm nervous. (laughs) Coming to Melbourne. I know. What more can happen this year? I tell you what, it's wild. Well, anyway. let's get into it because people want to hear about marquee weddings. Yes. Oh, gosh. So many people. So we'll people. just dive straight into our first question from Tyler. Hi, Andy and Laura. I absolutely love your podcast and it's got me thinking about so many things. I just never thought of planning my wedding. I'm currently in the beginning stages as I only got engaged last month. I would love some talk around marquee weddings if that's possible and all the details to think of in terms of budget allocation, practicalities and weather considerations and because I'm based in New Zealand I love hearing about um, the Mackenzie's wedding but would love to hear another New Zealand bride story so we'll try and do that Um, if you know any New Zealand brides that you'd love to hear from please let us know yes well Um, we just had Gracie Taylor Hitchcock so that's another one for you at Tyler but yes but so let's just start there's a few questions in that so okay Budget allocation for marquee wed- wedding. <laughs> well, What's marquee, your major spend? Well, people would find if they're doing marquee weddings that flooring for a marquee is very expensive. But um, you've got to be very mindful about how many people you're putting in that marquee. marquee. Marquees are quoted upon panels. So you don't just have one particular marquee that fits between, you know, this number and this number, it's it's quoted on panels. So if you have 150, it will depend on the marquee company how much it costs because it depends on how they cost out the panels. You will find that marquees and their flooring is quite expensive, flooring especially. So I think a lot of people are blown away by the flooring. Yes, and also we spoke to someone and that was about toilets. Um, we were talking to Montana Pitt about toilets and she said it'd be surprising like how expensive nice toilets actually are and how hard they are to find. Yeah. So would you say toilets, all those amenities like electrical type things like your kitchen? Look, I think if you're looking at a marquee wedding for over 100 people on a private residence where you need to bring everything in, you are going to be very hard pressed to do a marquee under anywhere from 80 to $120,000. You've got to be really aware that when you go to a venue, it might be an expensive per head cost. Say they're charging $350 per person who comes. And, you know, for 150 people, that's a big cost to outlay as generally your first invoice. But marquees, you have to bring absolutely everything in. And we're talking about generators for power, marquees for catering companies, for their kitchen. So, you know, there is a lot that you've got to bring in here. Um, you you are going to look to cost out a marquee for 100 people. 80 is doing it pretty sparingly. 
120 is probably starting to get up there where you can invest in some beautiful floral um, arrangements and installations here. So yes, that's a huge variation. $40,000 is a big variation, but it does depend on whether or not you do sit down or cocktail food. It does depend on whether or not you put flooring in your marquee or if you have a flat enough ground that's not too dappled to be able to not have to put flooring in at all. There are lots of different costs that do come associated with marquee weddings, but you really need to uh, to think about how far away the property is because that is another huge cost that I think people don't factor in is you may have a beautiful family property in the middle of the country um, which is great because you know there's nobody around you it's on your family family land you don't have you know venue fee but if you're requesting a city-based supplier to put on big trucks marquees to then take three hours away you're going to have additional costs there obviously and they're probably going to come through fairly high so just be really wary of that I think it's really important to invest in marquee weddings really invest in elements that you see and that you utilize a lot and if you are trying to save some money do not invest in elements that are not going to make a big difference to the overall look and feel of your wedding so for example if you're going to have beautiful linen on your tables which you know anyone that ever listens to me would understand that that's basically what you must have if you're going to have linen on tables do not purchase or hire $60 timber tables from a higher company hire $12 plastic tables because you're not well you're not going to see them right so you're not going to see them so the sturdiness of a table yeah obviously timber is going to be sturdier than plastic but you're not going to see the table so if you've got 20 tables and they're costing you $60 each but you're going to linen them that's a waste of 60. You may as well get the $12 per table table, and linen them with really nice linens because you're not going to notice them. Okay, so there's lots of little things like that that you've got to be really mindful of when, when looking at marquees because, um, you know, there is a lot of cost that you need to factor in and there will be areas, anyone, whether or not you're on a big budget or a tight budget, there's always an area that people will need to look at and really figure out whether or not you want it or you need it. And that's the biggest consideration. You know, weather's also a big one as well. Um, So be mindful, you might want, say, a clear marquee. um, But if you've got no shade around you and you're in the middle of the country and it gets up to 40 degrees in summer every day, just be mindful of, you know, heat in there. So... Lots of things. Open-ended question like that's really hard. I think what you need to start with, Tyler, is you need to start on a location, how far out of the city it is um, and how much it's going to cost to bring in your big ticket items, which is the trucks that will take your marquees in. Okay, next question from Andy. So do you need to make sure there is heating and cooling? I don't necessarily think that you need to make sure in every setting that there's heating and cooling. Uh, most marquee companies will have last minute mushroom heaters that you can hire for heating. Heating's probably not as important, I don't think, as cooling. Um, 
marquees, a lot of people tend to want to have a marquee wedding in the middle of summer. Yes. And it does it too depend on the type of marquee? Like if you were having it in the heat of summer, you might have one of those tent type canopies with no um, walls. Yeah. Yeah. Like so it's almost just like a roof. To yeah. let the breeze and air come through. Yeah, all marquees you can remove walls, so that's really good. Okay. I think the biggest the biggest difference between marquee choices is whether or not you get a clear roofed marquee or whether or not you get a marquee so that that's would be got hot a roof. In the sun if it was the afternoon. Any marquee's hot. Oh, okay. Any marquee is like a little greenhouse, but a clear marquee without the roof sheets on is going to be anywhere from five to eight degrees hotter than a marquee like inside it than a marquee if you've got a white marquee so how do we go about cooling it you can either invest in installing cooling which a lot of people are starting to do now especially if they want everything so and how much like that would something would that cost depends on who you go through (laughs) maybe two to four grand okay to invest in cooling um but if you are wanting to do a clear roofed marquee, I would be suggesting you do it in March, April, May yeah. uh, rather than December, January, February. The heat, it's not just the day oh, of the wedding. Yeah, it's boiling. Yeah, I've it's, been to them. Yeah, yeah. So hot. They're so hot. It only like you can start to yeah. enjoy the wedding when it's like nine o'clock and Absolutely. like the sun has gone down yeah. and the temperatures dramatically drop. Yeah, so you've got to, you've just got but to be you, really mindful if you're I mean, everyone gets a, drunk. Because, everyone gets drunk because you know, it's so hot. You just swish, you know swishing down the drinks down your throat like anything yeah exactly exactly but no you've got to um you've really got to make sure that you're looking at the location you know if you're putting a beautiful clear roofed marquee in amongst bushland then it's not going to be as hot as putting a clear marquee in the middle of a paddock with no shade but regardless in summer invest in cooling well you don't necessarily need to invest in physical cooling you can have fans like you don't need to put in cooling it depends on your budget Uh, those fans of the water so the guys can kind of stand in front of yeah like those little spritz of like like festivals festivals. yes you can definitely do that at the end of the day you need to make sure that you provide enough umbrella shade outside the marquee if people want to stand outside under umbrellas your water you can't scrimp on water like everybody's like oh I'll get you know six slabs of beer and one slab of water right. now you've got to like literally triple your water oh, quantity okay. so you've got to make sure that people can stay hydrated and not just by booze and then invest in handheld fans um you know little, little like, umbrellas little umbrellas spray yeah, okay, bottles great. yeah so you don't necessarily have to invest in electronic cooling okay you've got to be really mindful though yeah okay that's a very good point there's nothing worse than being really hot at a wedding, particularly oh. for the boys who are in suits. Yeah. I feel so sorry. That's it. And I mean, it must be so hot. must be so hot. And we can, like, if it's cold, you bring a jacket. Yeah. If it's you, hot, you, you can't, can't get out of the cool. heat. Yeah. Okay. Question three from Sam. Oh, hey, Sam. That's funny. It's Andy and then Sam. I the know. Um, what do people underestimate with a marquee wedding and things you would think about when having one? Well, I think this kind of pack relates down. back to <laughs> is that what? Oh my god, pack down's huge. But it relates to the first question, like what do you need to think about? I think you need to think about where you're putting the marquee, how much it's going to cost to get all your suppliers out there. Yeah, because nobody thinks about you that. Don't have at a the kitchen, very beginning. You don't have. You have to bring it every, all. In. You need to hire waiters. Yep. Do you have you're water full on your doing property? A full service of a restaurant. Yep. 
Yeah. So just be really mindful so don't when underestimate, and it's not um, cheaper. It's more expensive. No, I wouldn't than say hiring it's cheaper. at a uh, venue. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's I what mean, I'm saying. I think people yeah. think that it's a cheaper option. Oh gosh, no, 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 no. It's not cheaper because you've got to bring everything in. So yeah. would you say, say bringing everything in and then you you pack down, you bump out. People don't consider that you know the next day you might have to wash dishes and stuff because I've heard a lot of people say that. They didn't realise that when they send back their cutlery and things that they need to be washed. Yeah, yeah. Your catering company should be able to do that for oh, you. Oh, okay. Um, so that shouldn't be a uh, big deal. Pack down's would huge. You, would you say it's a must to have a wedding planner stylist for a marquee wedding? You need because a wedding planner for a marquee. Someone 100%. cannot do it yep. on their own. A hundred percent. Because all those hidden things that no one would think about. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, it's also to make sure that the wedding planners across all your suppliers and on the day, if your catering company has got nowhere to go, if your entertainment come in and trip the power switch and they've got no idea what they're doing, it's going to be an absolute dumpster right. fire. So, yeah, I mean, you speak to fire any... Fire festival. <laughs> oh, yeah, fire festival. It could totally. be fire festival. Oh, far out. It's like Kelly McCann's was almost bloody fire festival, yeah. isn't it? If you speak to anybody that's done a marquee wedding, they will tell you that it is imperative you hire a planner. Yeah, okay. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, That'll be your first I've, investment, I think, and one of the most wisest so investments. Yeah, things you should think about when having one is hire a planner for yep. sure and yep. they're going to guide you. Yeah, they that will. That would be a number one tip. Yeah, and they'll let you Don't know. Don't try and tackle it by yourself. No. Nah, because, because I remember you said about a generator when you were working or some, maybe it was a bride we interviewed yeah. and the generator went down and the backup one didn't work either. Yeah, that was Crystal was that you? Oh, Kimba Crystal. that we So we things like that. And, you know, who at the wedding guest is going to know what the hell to do in that situation. So that's why. It's so important to have a planner with yeah. a marquee wedding. And two, you might think that you can organise everything and do it yourself, but it's those little um, like problem-solving things when something goes awry. Because you had a kitchen thing. Was that you? Mm, no, that was the same wedding same where Crystal, wedding? they had to take their kitchen, obviously with no generator, couldn't yes. cook, so they had to go to the local cafe. So things like that. And cook at the local and cafe. And I've been at a um, marquee wedding where I think the bride did it on her own mm. and it was amazing, but we ran out of alcohol at by oh um, God. 8 o'clock or something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And it was in a remote town and there was nowhere to go. There was absolutely yeah. all the wine shops, everything was shut. Um, so they had to go to a hotel because the hotel staff were open, like it was open. It's giving me anxiety. And buy here. alcohol from the hotel. There was like no cheap bottles. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. things like that you don't think about. So question four from Nadia. This is our last question. Is there a way to put one on hold in case there is rain for a garden wedding? Oh, oh she's so, talking about sorry. a marquee. Yeah, is there okay. a way to put a marquee on hold um, if there's rain for a garden wedding? So... Yeah, we spoke to Nadia Fairfax a couple of weeks ago and she ordered a marquee late notice, didn't she? Yeah, no. I, and the short answer is no. A supplier is not going to be able to hold one for you without you paying yes. and without you committing yes. to it. So, no, you've either got to pay, pay a deposit and risk it or so you you've might got to waiver your deposit. You might have to lose your deposit or you are going to have to uh, – wing it and inquire with local companies the week of unfortunately no suppliers can just put things on hold for you unfortunately no it's, because that, that's not they're how missing business out on works. money because someone else is going to book it exactly i would always suggest um i would always suggest you have one 
on like on order just in case but have it through your supplier that you're ordering your chairs and tables and what's the likelihood through? that if you know it's a week up to your wedding right and you're looking at the radar yep. and it says it's going to pour down yep. what's the likelihood of you being able to get a marquee like five days before or are they pretty scarce um, like hard to get no you you probably are pretty good to get one but it's not going to be cheap so that's the other consideration you have to. So let's just say you're, you are in a town that's got like a local supplier that's quite cheap um, or you, but you're an hour away from Melbourne that's got 50 suppliers who are more expensive. If you're going to wing it, chances are the local supplier that probably only has one or two marquees in their entire business have rented them out already. Okay. So you're going to have to then get it from Melbourne. So it's going to be more expensive. Right. So would you suggest it's better to order one early, pay deposit, think that perhaps you're going to have to forfeit your deposit? A hundred percent. Rather than wait for the rain radar that week. And- yeah, I do. I do. It depends on what kind of person you are the two. I've got brides that are completely fine with you know Nadia that we interviewed was like oh pour down but we just made something else work some brides are really cruisy like that if a bride is consistently talking to me about the weather then they're really anxious even if they say to me they're chilled and whatever and that is <laughs> that's incorrect me. I'm so relaxed but can you do this and this and this and this but they're really anxious to so to take away that pressure off them I would put a marquee on higher hold yep okay yeah, well, I, I feel would. like we've just maybe perhaps scrapped, uh, scratched the surface of marquee weddings. There is so much that goes so into them. There's so many questions mm. um, about this and so many people wanting to have marquee weddings now that, you know, things with COVID and rest- I don't know, not that you can go around your restrictions anyway, whether or not you're having a marquee. But um, two, my other thing was I guess people choose to have a marquee because they can party on later. Yeah. But – that is just so much more of an added cost thinking about, you know, your DJ staying later, yeah, having extra food for the guests at like 1am when they're hungry. So I think that's why a lot of people do have these marquee weddings is perhaps thinking that, you know, they can have this big, huge party later yeah. on, but not thinking about the cost of extending that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you do. I mean, you... every hour is, you know, goodbye another couple of thousand. Yeah. Goodbye that's another it. couple of thousand. Exactly. You know? And you do have the option to extend it. Like, I think that's the best thing about my keys, but on your wedding day, I guarantee you 80 or 90% of people will get through their day and get to like 11 o'clock or midnight and be freaking exhausted. Really? What do you think oh, is like yeah. the cutoff point where like you should end a wedding? This is oh. a quite personal question. Well, do you know what? With me with booking my wedding, I'm like, yeah. do I do it at, you know, 10.30 or like, because we're having only like 30 people. So I can't see us being too crazy. But yeah. I'm like, what, you know, I wonder what the time, because I know when you see brides say goodbye at the end of the night, they're kind of like, right, bye, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> see ya. So fucking So tired. like, what would you say would be a great time? Okay. So I think that if you're at a venue, then nothing good happens after midnight. Like no. midnight is taps. That's most people do 11. Um, you know what it is though? You know what the clinch is, is you've got to make sure you finish all your formality speeches, blah, blah, blah early because people want to party later because they're still sitting down listening to a best man speech at 8.30. Get that stuff out of the way so that you've got like three solid hours on the dance floor and then by 11, 11.30, you are done. So mm. nuts. Nah, if I would say at a venue, no later than 12, at a private residence, if you're kicking on the next day and have a late brunch, All right. 
that's the world is your oyster. <laughs> that's way later. Party on. Party on. That's right. it. So as we finish every episode, we ask if you have a question or would like our advice, simply record your message and slide on into our Instagram DMs or leave us an email with your message attached to hello at youandmepodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Ciao for now. Bye.